Hello, my friends. This is Josh with the Synchronized Universe. Glad to be uh, recording this at 4.23 in the morning before I go to work. (laughs) I'm glad to be recording, but not necessarily glad to go to work. But it's part of, you know, the day-to-day life, part of being a productive member of society. For a long time, I, you know, was so against the system that I didn't, you know, do anything. Didn't want to work, didn't want to, like, contribute but the fact is, regardless of how much I dislike the system that we live in or anything like that, you don't have a choice. You have to go out and grind every day and you have to play by the rules of the system, unfortunately. Like for a long time, I didn't care. You know, I was getting tickets left and right, had my license taken away. And like, it's so difficult to live like that. Realistically, it's so much more difficult than it is just to play by the rules. <laughs> You play by the rules and then the system starts working for you. And it's unfortunate, you know, like, you know, it just is like you have to play by the rules. And I try to tell people that, you know, I've had people tell me that in the past. I didn't listen. It's something you kind of have to see for yourself. You know, your life is a lot less complicated when you have a license and can go from point A to point B without getting pulled over and arrested. Like been arrested quite a few times. I've never been charged, but, you know, like part of me doing this podcast is being authentic. You know, I, I had a streak in my life where I was a piece of crap. You know, I was addicted to all kinds of drugs and I ultimately made a lot of selfish decisions and it's taken me, it took me a tremendous amount of, of strength and effort to get out of that situation and to rebuild my life completely. And it's easy to forget those kind of things, especially, you know, when you're essentially a recovering addict. I hate using that word, but it's true. You know, you have to learn that you are worth it essentially is the, is the, is the task here. But for a long time at night, I've been practicing meditation and I try to do it every single night. For a long time, I was using uh, cannabis oil like late at night. And that's honestly like the shamans use it in South America for rituals And it's just something that I had read about. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to try to do this and then meditate every night. So when I would do that, I would pull these, you know, crazy like visions, if you want to call them, out of these meditation sessions. Like sometimes I was able to go into like trance states. If you don't know what that is, by all means, look it up. But like I pulled some messages that I would say about other people and about my own life. You know, I had a friend that I would go to about these things and like I would describe what I seen and he'd be like, oh, you know, perhaps the message is this. And one of the main core messages was patience. So like that was something that I needed to, you know, I, I told my vision to my friend that I had and he's like, it seems like you're being told to be more patient. Like, and I'm like, OK, so I thought about it and it's painfully obvious, you know, once you get a message like that and it clicks and it's like, oh, crap, I've been you know, impatient about all kinds of crap. And you can start to see looking at your life where these instances have come up where you could have been more patient, but you weren't. And you realize how much of a problem that really is. And part of growing and healing spiritually, whatever you want to call it mentally, is to recognize your faults. You know, if you recognize this stuff and can start to heal it, you are winning. (laughs) Like most people go their entire life without recognizing their faults and flaws and just kind of let it burn. And 
that's, you know, our parents did that crap and our parents, but you know, their parents before that did that because we have a terrible understanding of mental health. We like to think that when you're, you know, we like to think the old misnomer, misnomer that time heals all and time doesn't heal anything. Like I've, t- I've done, you know, deep, <laughs> deep counseling sessions. And one of my favorite quotes from this, uh, this marriage counseling course was, time heals no man. You just learn to live with the pain. And that has stuck with me the whole time because it's true. Like we have been told our whole lives that time heals. So we don't, you know, deal with these emotions and what those emotions do. If anybody's listened to my previous podcast, they get trapped inside your body. They are not just thoughts. Your thoughts are things and you know, look into the Jungian psychology on this matter and you'll start to see like it's deeper than they're telling us. They want you to believe that you have a chemical imbalance and that you need to go and get these drugs and you'll feel okay. But the science doesn't support that. You've never again, never been tested for a chemical imbalance. What you have is trauma that is unresolved. The moment you start to go and seek to resolve that trauma, you start to feel better. It's like for me, I'm going to use myself as an example. For quite a long time now, I've been starting to harbor stuff. Like, it's really hard for me to express myself, and it's always been hard. Like, I've had tremendous anxiety my whole life, probably stemming from when I was a kid. And it's really difficult for me to express that. It always has been. But doing the job that I've been doing has been forcing me to be in scenarios that I don't like because I have social anxiety disorder and I work in a very social environment. So I've reached a point where I just don't care, you know, generally what other people's opinions are. Um, So I decided, you know, the other day that all the stuff that had been built up, I was going to express it. It didn't mean to happen all at once, but I did. And the fact is I felt so much better after expressing myself And my situation immediately has improved. And it gave me a little laugh inside after I thought about it. And that's why I'm here recording this is because like this, that's obvious to me. Like this is something that I've not only read about, but I've taught, but it's like, sometimes it's not enough to know, you know, the answer, Like you got to experience it for yourself and see it firsthand. That's how I've always been. Like I'll, you know, read a bunch of stuff. I'm like, man, I truly believe that. But until I really experiencing, experience the information in a way that it's like, oh, I get that ah moment. You know, sometimes it's something I don't accept. But the fact is, um, one of the other things that I've pulled from meditation is the, the word authentic. That's come up over and over and over again. And what does that mean for my life? It's taken me a minute to decipher that. But the fact is, is I myself need to be more authentic in my day to day life. Well, what does that mean? It means being real. That means not playing the character that you play on a daily basis, not, you know, accepting somebody's negative words or somebody, you know, just accepting the way things are like being authentic. So. To me, that's speaking your truth. That's not trapping your emotions inside. You know, when something is bothering you, you know, you need to talk about it. You need to express that emotion. Like, 
that's what's important. That's what's being authentic to you. Like there's a quote by Jim Carrey. He talks about what depression really is, is your avatar tired of playing a character that you've been playing. And your avatar, for those that don't know, is this is your avatar body. You are essentially a a soul or a consciousness, whatever you want to call it, that's in this body, but this body is temporary. The body, when the body dies, you're free, whatever really is you. And this character that you're playing, this uh, body is being used to play out scenarios and evolve you spiritually or consciously, whatever you want to call it. And then once we're done with it, we go on and probably reincarnate to another body and continue these life lessons. But what, you know, that takes me back to like the whole, what Jesus was trying to teach you is the, you know, you need to essentially love others like you would love yourself. And once you start to be able to do that and really look at your life and recognize, you know, what is going on, your biggest flaws and start to work on those, you are jumping ahead of the system. You are going to make it to where you don't have to come back to this plane. You can actually move on. You know, following the path that Jesus took would be a prime example. And I'm not even a religious person. I'm a very spiritual person. I hate even using that term anymore. But the fact is, like, I recognize the deep meanings on a lot of what Jesus taught. He wasn't saying that the only way to heaven is literally through Jesus, is through the Christ energy. Like, that's what it is. You you can't live your whole life and just because you accepted Jesus, you're going to heaven. You, it's not the game. That's not what he was trying to teach. He wasn't saying you can do whatever you want. He was saying you live like me. And through that energy, you will beat the, you know, the uh, reincarnation cycle. Like back in Jesus' day, they did teach reincarnation and it was removed from the Bible. This is stuff you can look up. You can you could go back as far as you want. Reincarnation was taught in, you know, the earlier parts of the Bible. And, you know, I'm not, that's outside the scope of what I'm talking about here. But the fact is, from now on, I'm going to be trying to practice being more authentic in my day to day through interactions, through interactions with my kids. It's like time to stop trying to hide. It's time to Deal with everything that you've been waiting to deal with. Stop letting all this stuff harbor, trap, you know, be just ruin you from the inside. Like you should watch, uh, if you get a chance, you're listening to this. There is a documentary called emotion and it's on the Gaia network. And when I watched that a long time ago, it changed my life. And it's, I think it's very important. Alongside that, you can read The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. Dr. Joseph Murphy, my bad. And putting those together will start to make you realize that what we know about psychology is completely flawed. And we're being taught stuff that just not is not necessarily true. <laughs> like, I've encountered many, 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 many people that are on different kinds of meds and they all have the same problems. The meds help you at first and then you slowly but surely start to turn into a zombie where you feel nothing. And that's where it is. Like these things are getting you to feel right in the moment and then you need more and more of it. It is exactly like drug addiction on the brain. 100%. You get to a point where the dopamine isn't coming no more 
or the serotonin isn't coming anymore because your body is not producing it naturally. So the only way is to detox from all of that. I had the exact same issues when I was deep on, you know, freaking mental health drugs versus when I was off. But the problem is, you know, the point is when I'm off of them, I can actually feel joy at some points. The other times I couldn't, you know, I've been talking to people about that are deep on the meds and whenever they go back, they just pump them full of more drugs. And that's what the medical system does. They want to put you on drugs. That's why like it to blindly trust any of these pharmaceutical companies is absolutely silly. Like as new science emerges, like for stuff like ADD, we're starting to realize that what we know about it isn't true. And maybe putting kids on meth isn't the answer. Yes, Adderall is very similar to meth. As someone who has taken both, I can assure you of that fact. <laughs> like I've been prescribed Adderall. And that led me to other stuff. The fact is, you know, this is not something we should be giving to our kids. What your kids need is attention. And they didn't get it during the early parts and they started developing different behavioral patterns that got them attention or they hyper fixate on stuff that got them attention. I have ADD. I know looking at my childhood, I can say that this is true. And most people, again, I'm guilty of this at times, will just put their kids in front of the tablets and, you know, call it good because they don't want to deal with it. And there you go. The problem continues on and on and on until we deal with it. And that's a fact. Again, there's all kinds of science coming out about this now. But the point is, be authentic. That's the title of this. That's what I'm going to go with. It's time to stop trying to hide and be authentic in this world. I appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and I hope you all have a great, wonderful Tuesday. This is Josh with Synchronized Universe signing off.